Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Oh, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on top of things. I've got, uh, I've got my wits about me. I'm feeling awesome. strong. We're wrapping up uh, June strong. Yep. We are. Uh, the sun is out. It's hot. Actually, it's depressingly raining as uh, as we record this. I was going to say the sun is not out where I'm at. But, but the problem it, is the it, sun it, has been out. And for yeah. for Father's Day, you know, we just had the Father's Day. And we did. Happy Father's Day. Thank, thank you. I'm fishing. Look, the thing is, for Father's Day, the gift that I got for Father's Day from my lovely wife is she said she was going to strip and stain our deck. Without my involvement, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really glad that you <laughs> because I was like, "Where's this going? Be right? Where is this going? This is a PGG rated podcast." <laughs> You in this case, you are the naughty one here. Uh, that was this was not. I just want the record to show I did not take us down this road. I'm thinking of deck stain, everybody. Deck okay. stain. Moving on to deck stain. <laughs> and happy Father's Day. <laughs> uh, All right, yes, move so on. Yes, go ahead. Keep going. She's going to uh, uh, strip and stain the deck. I'm going to say yes. it real fast together. Get all the words out. <laughs> yes. No uncomfortable pauses. And she did all that. And then we've had such a lot of consternation around the house around what color we actually want to stain the deck. And we have now we've finally picked out the colors as of last night. And she was so excited to come and start staining this morning. And it starts (laughs) raining. Oh, no. Super disappointed. There is much grief in my house. But I I will also say, and I'm again fishing 19 years yesterday. Uh, I married my lovely wife, and so we Aww. celebrated our anniversary. And do you know what we did? We we got this is this is a little success story. So you talk about ADHD, you got to plan ahead, right? You got to build a plan, right? So because big 19, anniversary. well, it's it's not a big right wow. nineteen. It's kind of a weird number. So we decided we were going to go out to a lovely dinner, and we were going to plan our twentieth anniversary. What are we going to do nice. for twenty? And we're going to start putting together the plan now. Because nineteen's weird, but twenty we're gonna we're gonna do something really cool. So we That's did that awesome. and it was super fun. So 
Plan ahead. That's fantastic. ADHD well, success story number one. Yeah. Can I just tell you what I did on Father's Day real quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we got this boat, right? This bucketless <laughs> boat. Yes. And uh, we were very excited. We are very excited about this boat. Yeah. We've already taken it out more times than the original owner probably has. So we're very happy with this boat. So it's Father's Day. It's supposed to be in the 90s. It was this beautiful day. Started off beautiful. I mean, blue sky. It was hot outside. Like I went to right. the store to get some food and I was like, oh, this is going to be a great day on the lake. I invited my dad, my mom, and of course, my immediate family, my kids and and my husband and and we get on the boat and and it's a little chillier than what we expected because the the clouds kind of start to come in and we're you know just sort of going around the boat and the lake and everything and then all of a sudden pouring down rain in the boat thunder lightning we're in the middle of the lake we do not have like you know this is not a covered boat it was awful it was awful i don't care for it and then everybody that was on the lake was trying to get in at the same time. And there's only two boat docks. And so um, we had to wait for an hour in the line to get our boat. So my yeah. dad and I were in the um, in our truck, you know, <laughs> with the boat ramp thing to to get my son and my, my husband, who we were supposed to be celebrating, who is out in the middle of the lake pouring down rain. Look, I'm giving <laughs> you some sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Very good sound effects. Yeah. So it it, 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 it was uh, very memorable. <laughs> that was us in the yeah, middle of the totally. lake. Yeah. I don't know how the weather changed so fast, but it's Oregon and it did. Yeah. And um, we kept kind of laughing about how it was just a three-hour tour and how we got, <laughs> yeah. we got stuck in only, the rain. Only so far. That joke will get you. When you're actually sitting in it. When you're really at like stuck (laughs) in the boat with pouring down rain. So anyway, moving on. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, happy Father's Day to uh, your fantastic husband. He's a a delightful human being. Yes, yes. Uh, Okay. Well, we are going to talk about success stories today. That's the thing that you all have been sending us, and it's fantastic. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a bit better. You can listen to the show on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and make sure that you get an email each time a new episode is released, you can uh, find us on uh, all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Take Control ADHD. And you know what? So here's the thing. We're about to take our break. Uh, We're taking the month of July off. It's a planning month for the podcast, and we won't be producing any new episodes until August. Uh, But, you know, in the spirit of our planning uh, and all we're going to try to do to make for a great ADHD podcasting this fall, we hope you will consider digging into the archives, see what you can learn. And if you appreciate what we have there, head over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. It is through direct member support there that we're able to continue to offer hundreds of past episodes to others to explore uh, when they need it. So you are supporting the community by helping us support the community. Pay it forward. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Thanks, everybody. And uh, other announcement, last announcement before the break, group coaching is still open. As you listen to this, the deadline is June 29th. That's only a couple days from now, but Nikki is very generous. I am. Yeah. I, I take procrastinators. She does. I welcome them. I embrace them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Embrace arms. the procrastinators. Deadline is June 29th, but uh, send an email right quick. Uh, get your name on the list and uh, you can work out schedules with Nikki. The the When does the whole thing start? July something something? Uh, it starts the week of July 9th. 
So it's after okay. July 4th holiday. So you got a little time. A little time. Yep. Excellent. There you go. Let's talk about some success stories. Now, this was actually, we talked a little bit about this last week. It was harder to come by. It was. Uh, success stories this year. Why do you think that is? What's going on? Well, I, th- I, I think it goes back to our conversation last week of what success means and how people um, think of it. So I think that immediately when you ask, you know, what, what are some of your successes with ADHD? I kind of feel like people immediately think of the big things, like the things yeah. that they've accomplished. So it would, you I know, I won something, I won a contest or yeah, or I like got that. this great yeah. job or I graduated from college and, and all of those things are, are great successes. But I think that, a lot of people, especially with ADHD, downplay um, what they think is a success. And and there's always a but behind it. it yep. You know, like, oh, I did this, but it was harder than it should have been. Or, but it took me longer than it took somebody else. It's like... Diminishing they, that experience. Therefore, it, it feels more like a failure. Right, right. And so my hope is with our conversation last week, our conversation this week and and to continue is that we really, you know, keep a a light on these accomplishments and these successes and that people see that that just trying and just um thinking about it and focusing on, you know, a new strategy or a, just a mind shift on how you think of something, those are all successes. Those are all ways that you're thriving with your ADHD and living your best life and and um so that's why I think this is so important is is yeah. uh so that we, you know, the next time we do this, I I hope we get more and and I hope that we get just little, um, it doesn't have to be paragraphs of stuff. It can just be like, hey, I, you know, I walked today and I don't like walking, but I did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. know, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I think there's another there's another piece to it, which is uh, it, the, the world is in a sense of, is, is in disarray right now in, in yeah. a lot of ways. And I think it is easy for us. Uh, uh, sort of those of us who have an empath, empathic streak uh, to feel tainted by what's going on in the world around us. And it makes our own personal successes harder to see, uh, you know, through the the nastiness that's going on, whatever your political leanings, whatever your sort of belief systems, there, there, there's something wrong in, in the world right now. And uh, I I have taken more to thinking about it just in the last couple of weeks because I've been struggling too. I mean, we've talked about mm-hmm. this. I've been struggling with with that same sort of um, empathic sadness, and uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to focus. It's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to do all of those things. But I'm starting to think of it like uh, to to have the airline warnings. You know, the flight attendant warning in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, of the mm-hmm. thing. You always put your oxygen mask on before you help others. And mm-hmm. that weird reminder is something that's I've, I found really helpful to me, that uh, I have to take care of myself. I have to be able to focus on my own successes. What am I doing right in order to help the world uh, in, in whatever way I can? And for me, you know, I'm uh, I, well, I'll talk about my successes later, but I'm, I'm trying to do some things different in, in my way to contribute uh, mm-hmm. to the world. But I have to do the little stuff first. And right. that's what I think we're cataloging today. What are the little things that, that you're doing to, to help you kind of Move keep along. moving forward keep and going. feel like you can celebrate right. something? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where do you want to start? We've... Um, well, we do have a follow-up question that came to us a while we ago do. that isn't 
doesn't have anything to do with successes. It's more of a question. And, and I feel bad because we haven't answered this question and we are going on a break. And so I felt like we should probably maybe examine this one first. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about the first question, which is just a question. And yes. uh, then we will get into the successes, which are fantastic. Okay. Uh, here we go. Hi, Nikki and Pete. I have a question relating to ADHD and chronic pain. Uh, and uh, she mentions that I have been talking about this uh, some moons ago. I, I had. I've been dealing with some chronic pain in my feet. I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety in my very late teens. And in 2012, just as I was start, uh, starting a promising career, I broke my spine. This led to an operation in 2013, which has stabilized my back. Thank goodness I can still walk, but has left me in chronic pain and all the issues associated with physical disability. Uh, ironically enough, the accident led to my diagnosis of adult ADHD. Suddenly, everything made sense, for which I'm very grateful. Unfortunately, the back pain makes everyday functioning difficult, and combined with the ADHD makes my efforts to use your fantastic methods for managing ADHD and improve myself, my life, at best difficult, at worst impossible. The frustration with all this, as well as the compounded isolation I feel, is starting to feel too oppressive. Not to sound all doom and gloom, I persist every day. I was hoping that either yourselves or a pain expert could offer some advice on how to manage this situation. I'm about to turn 30 and I'm getting married at the end of the year. Eek! And I need help to turn this around somehow. Thanks in advance. Lots of love and respect. All the way from Perth, Western Australia. Hello, Perth. Oh, okay. First of all, 30 is not that old. Let's get that no. right out of the out of the bag. There's and nothing I to be scared about success. with 30. Yeah, 30 is young. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 30 years um, young. And I see success stories in here, too. So this actually was yeah. a really good thing to to bring up because um, she's persisting. She's getting mm -hmm. married. Um, there's some really great things going on. The question, though, relating to ADHD and chronic pain, what do you think? So chronic pain is, it's challenging. And I am by no means a chronic pain expert, but I did live with pain that certainly frustrated me getting out of bed. And I found I could only because I couldn't walk successfully. And um, that was that was very difficult for a very long time. Uh, and, you know, not not lifelong, but, you know, years. And it it was it was frustrating. And it's like a veil that comes down over your life that is constantly there. It's like the thing through which everything else, all other input must pass. Uh, you know, love and grace and kindness and everything has has to pass through this like mesh that is on you, oppressively on you all day, every day, until hopefully you're able to get sleep, which is not a guarantee. And and so that, uh, you know, when she says I, it, it's starting to feel too oppressive, oh my God, yes. Yes, it is oppressive. It is, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it feels impossible. Um, I I think the, uh, for, for me, the issue was having people in my life to continue to remind me that time will do what it is meant to do. Uh, if you give up on time, you've given up on everything. What what time does is allow you the space, the headroom to uh, to try to get through one thing at a time. In this case, it's finding a way to live with the chronic pain. And and yeah, it might make you feel it might exacerbate the ADHD component of your life. Uh, but that may be okay 
because you have to get through the chronic pain. This gets through hierarchy of needs, right? Let's let's go back to Maslow, that you have to get through the health and safety concerns before you can get through everything else. And uh, and so that's kind of where I come down on it. There were a lot of days where, uh, you know, I just fell apart because I was addressing the pain. I was addressing the part where I couldn't stand up. I was addressing the part where I just needed to go see another doctor and, and you know, figure out how to get to the other side of it and to heal. Uh, and until I could heal, I couldn't do anything. Uh, mm-hmm. And so so for me, it was all about the community. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, I agree. I think the community, the people around you definitely um, will help support whatever accommodations you need to um, when the ADHD is is in full force right yeah. because you you're you have to const- you're concentrating on the pain not necessarily managing your ADHD at that time right um so i definitely think yes that that support asking for help um getting those kinds of accommodations that you need to to help you get through it um talk to a pain specialist i don't know what's available in australia but i know that um my husband deals with a lot of chronic pain as well with his ms and he has a pain specialist that he goes to and and has gone through different types of therapy you know physical therapy he's done some swimming um he has like different stretches and things that he does in the morning to kind of help manage some of that and i have another client actually that i work with who deals with chronic pain and one of the things that she just told me last week and i don't know if this will help with 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 Jess or not, but it could be, it could be an idea. What she does is she listens to audible, audible books when she's, um, doing certain things. And so what happens is she's concentrating on the, the book and doing her dishes and it helps her not think about the pain as mm-hmm. much. And so that could be something to try. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what, if that will do you any good, but I, it helps this, this lady. Um, yeah, it's so a distraction it? therapy, you know, distraction, yeah. just distract yourself from it. But, uh, it, but you know, whatever the case is that giving yourself space to heal is really important. And I think the permission, we talk about this all the time, um, you know, permission, give yourself permission, say it over and over and say it out loud. Let your ears hear the words. It's okay for me to heal. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay for mm-hmm. for me to put myself in a space, in a mood to heal and other things may slip. Other things may mm-hmm. have to be, I may have to recover from those things later. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm not going to be able to function. I'm not going to be able to function as a spouse. I'm not going to be able to function, you know, as a, you know, as an employee or starting a company or a job, whatever you're doing with your life, you're not going to be able to, to do that if you if you don't give yourself permission and mood and space to heal. It defines everything, everything. And, you know, I think that applies for ADHD too. Once you heal, once you feel like you're easily, you know, more comfortably on the road to recovery, give yourself permission to have ADHD, right? I have ADHD and I'm, I am okay. I'm going to, this, I'll recover from this too. You're right. Uh, You know, whatever the short term is, you'll get through it. Uh, But, uh, you know, it it may be something we need to talk to one of our doctor buddies and see if we can um, possibly get somebody for the fall to come on and talk about uh, about the veil of of pain. This is not the first time we've had somebody ask this question. And I I think it's worth further uh, exploration with somebody who is, uh, you know, not not just us. Uh, Right. it's It's a great question. So there you go. There's some success stories hidden in that one. Yes, absolutely. Right. Uh, we've got a couple of audio uh, uh, submissions that we want to play here. And so let's let's just see how this works. Uh, the first one comes from our very own John. 
Hey, this is John, fellow Patreon member. And when I first got the call to action to uh, talk about successes, I immediately disregarded it thinking, no, that's not me. But the more I thought about it and saw some people posting the forum, the more I thought a one-year recap. It's been a year since I did group coaching uh, with Nikki. And I thought my goal going into that was to delegate and try to do all these things. And if I sit back and think about my successes over the last year, I've done a lot better after being in the hot seat and doing that kind of, uh, you know, keeping each other accountable, defining my goals, defining what of those goals brought me the most value, getting tactical about what my next steps are, identifying what my superheroes, my superpowers, I wish I was a superhero, but those routines, time blocking, gating, all those things have been amazing to uh, in, impact to my life. So I consider each one of those things to be little successes. So I hope you can think back and think, well, it's more about the overall. It might seem like you haven't made a lot of success, but I bet if you think back about the smaller things that you've implemented, you're getting a lot of value and you probably have a lot more successes than you think. I love that uh, from John, because I think it, it it's a great setup to our conversation today, to sharing these these things. And, and what we talked about when we opened, that this is super difficult, right? It's mm-hmm. really challenging to do uh, when you're not accustomed to looking for the good in your life and what you've right. done. So it's hard to do. Yeah. So it's a challenge. So much for that, John. Let's mix it up. We're shaking it up here. So David writes in and he says, hey, saw you're looking for some ADHD success stories. I got to tell you, I love this one. A couple of months ago, my local ADHD support group had the founder and head of CADAC, Center for ADD Awareness Canada, our national advocacy group similar to CHAD. She finished off her talk with an appeal. She shared that she and CADAC... I love that acronym, uh, had had some success over the last 20 years or so in advocating for ADHD children with school boards. However, whenever she tries to advocate for adults with ADHD, when she approaches our politicians, they throw up their hands and say, we never hear that this is an issue with our constituents. Hello? (laughs) We have ADHD. We're highly unlikely to reach out to our elected politicians. So Kadak was trying to get a letter writing campaign going, but weren't having much success. So she was pleading with us to write even a single letter. In the room with a couple of friends, we had an epiphany. As with most people, we struggled to get things done, so they would get together for three-hour sessions and hold each other accountable to get things done. They had this brilliant idea to apply this practice to the letter-writing campaign. So they ended up getting together and and, uh, kept each other uh, moving forward, writing letters. Our initial goal was to see how many letters we could get written by by our recent provincial election here in Ontario, Canada. We hosted seven three-hour sessions plus one three-hour pilot session in which we managed to get close to 20 letters written, and we would have had more if we could have catered to people outside the Toronto area. We called the campaign ADHD Votes, and the website is ADHDVotes.com. I'm still needing to update it from the last session announcement, but we'll be getting to that soon. We're also hoping to hold an ADHD rally of some sort in the not-too-distant future, and possibly some large sidewalk chalk murals in front of government buildings, especially the letters, uh, especially if the letters get a cool reception, thinking something like, adults with ADHD still capable of causing a scene. ADHD Votes. <laughs> I love it. That's the story. 20 letters by neurotypical standards may seem like very few, but to those of us with ADHD, we know it's a huge accomplishment. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think that is epic. Congratulations, yes. David. That's 
fantastic. What a wonderful way to contribute. I think yes. that's just great. Very cool. So there you go. Thank you, David. Thanks for being inspirational uh, <clears throat> that's for awesome. all of us. It's great. Okay, I got another one. Uh, let's see. This is, <laughs> this is wonderful. This one comes from Lynn. Uh, hi, guys. I have two related success stories. I'm a social partner dancer, meaning non-competitive, not the stylized dancing associated with ballroom dancing, but still encompassing a variety of dance styles like swing, waltz, cha-cha, Argentine tango. I do that all the time. Sometimes alone, I just... Tango. Just start doing yeah. the tango. <laughs> but only the Argentine kind. I'm 50, but I was diagnosed with ADHD last year. For years, I've had a meditation practice, but most of the time I'm frustrated with my inability to meditate. My mind immediately fills with all the things that need to go on my to-do list. At some point, I realized that there's one place where I meditate for long stretches of time without effort. When I'm dancing. Here's what makes partner dancing such good meditation or so good for focus. Each partner's movements depend on the others. So there's no benefit in thinking ahead to the next step. You don't know what the appropriate next step can be until you see how your partner interprets this one. When I'm dancing, I'm utterly, entirely in the present moment. If I let my mind drift or jump ahead, I almost immediately mess up, and we as a team have to recover together. Once you accept that, it's much easier to stay in the present. Adore that footnote. Uh, I took a break from dancing for about 15 years. Then, when the time was right, I went back to dancing. So uh, soon afterwards, I started a relationship with another dancer, and we started taking classes together. And then, teaching classes together. Eight years later, it dawned on me that the reason my skill had improved so dramatically was that I had accidentally acquired an accountability partner. Had I been taking <laughs> taking classes on my own or going to dances solo, I probably would have found lots of excuses to skip them. But when I knew I'd be letting my partner down, it kept me consistent. It's a great lesson for me. I find it easier to be responsible and consistent for someone else than for myself. In this case, we both benefited. That's it. Two accidental success stories. Oh, that's I great. I adore that. So uh, this what what she's talking about here is is mindful awareness and mm -hmm. uh when you're getting into a meditation practice uh, sometimes you'll hear that i know it's a it, it's a a huge uh, uh, sort of mantra around headspace if you're a headspace user right this whole idea of uh, that that it's okay to to be at peace and aware of what's going on around you at the same time and uh i i you know or, or aware of of sort of what you need to respond to at the same time uh and find yourself at peace like it's okay to give yourself permission to to walk that balance because it seems like cognitive dissonance but it's really not i mean it's something we all do every day mm -hmm. uh and with adhd developing a practice and a habit around that can be uh super useful so it's fantastic i do i love that too and i love the accidentally acquired an accountability partner it's just perfect <laughs> that's awesome it's just perfect oh, all right let's jump cool. into one of the uh to another audio comment here and uh see how this goes I have been working with Nikki for about two months now, three months. Um, and I have to say that everything that we've talked about has impacted my life so much that it is not just being seen in my own day-to-day -day life, but also in the people around me. I look forward to the podcast with Nikki and Pete, and I look forward to getting the texts that come with my coaching and the spirit and encouragement that I, I get from you guys is just wonderful. And I just have to say thank you so, so very much. 
for everything. I've been more able to handle tasks and get things done and projects. And it's been, it's all, I've always had a struggled with it my entire life. And, and now. Unfortunately, I- Skype cut her off. It did. <laughs> that was the end of the voicemail. But it's so great. It's so sweet. And I think it, it, you know, I mean, what do you think? There are so many little successes in there. Well, I can tell you because I coach with her, I know probably where she was going with that, um, is that it it is the small stuff. It goes back to the small stuff that, you know, at the beginning of our coaching relationship, I I think that there was probably a feeling of all of this stuff has to get done. It's all important. And her coming to terms and accepting that, you know, there are successes with just doing one task at a time and planning that out and and following through with it but then if it doesn't follow through in the time frame that she originally thought that that's okay because it's still on her radar she's still thinking about it and giving herself you know permission and grace that other things kind of got in the way and that's okay. Like it's still going to happen. And so I I don't know exactly what she was going to say at the end, but my guess is that's probably where it was headed is that the small stuff matters. The small steps matter. And um, I just have to say this was, I mean, it's so sweet that these guys, that the people that called in are actual like clients of mine. I really did not intend for that to happen. <laughs> so plants. <laughs> I, I did not reach out I, to my clients right, and say, call no, in. I assure you they're not plants. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that, you guys. Oh, uh, You know, so we've got sweet. one more. Shall we do this last one? Yeah. Here we go. In 2016, I stumbled onto a few of Dr. Barkley's videos that changed my life. Those led to a lot of research, podcasts, yours included, articles, books, changes in diet, and the addition of supplements. I've been at my father's since the divorce, initially to work on debt. This year, I lost my job in March. Uh, I've grinded out every day and fought for everything I have. Do I consider this success? No. A work in progress? Do I consider this persevering? Yes. I've battled ADHD, depression, and anxiety my entire life. Now, I feel like I'm one step ahead of the game. Aside from discovering how negatively ADHD could affect me when left untreated, my divorce has been the largest catalyst for change. I'm educated now. I take a proactive, conscious, and self-aware approach to life and mental health. I'm doing all of this without any help. I don't feel like my parents prepared me at all. At all. At all. I was someone who needed all the extra help I could get. Well... I got it. Then, due to untreated ADHD, I lost it. I lost her because I'm combative and oppositional. It took 35 years, but I finally feel like my life is under control. I have goals. I have a clearer path to what I want and how I want to get there. Every little strategy I get through research or podcasts or books brings me closer to a day when I can be as happy as I was when I had my family all under one roof. Me, her, my son, fur babies and all. Sorry for the extra long story. This is all without meds, as I cannot find anyone to prescribe. Primary care physician isn't comfortable and doesn't know much about it either way. I'm now an advocate for those of us with the disorder and try to help whenever, however, and whomever I can. <sighs> that is a touching story, and it's, it is, I think it's a good one to, to wrap up on because, my goodness, if, if there's ever a, 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 a way to shine a light at the end of the tunnel, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the... That's the experience here that it's it sucks. You can you can go down an awful dark path, but um, Mm -hmm. being able to turn it around is certainly a reason to celebrate. Well, and I love that, you know, do I consider this a success? No, but it's a work in progress. Do I consider this persevering? Yes. 
that's the success yeah, is, is being success. able to definitely be able to see odds were against him and he's beating those odds and he's he's taking control of his life and he's creating his life and um yeah i i think it's a great story i think it's um i i love that he's advocating for others and helping where he can um because that makes a huge difference and um yeah i love it I love it. I love all these stories Me and too. I want more. Me too. Uh, I, I think that if, if anything comes out of this, this conversation and the conversation last week is people, we've got to do a better job of redefining what success means for ourselves. That's a big lesson learned for me. Uh, I, I did, uh, you know, I asked my daughter in the spirit of something you said earlier, I asked my daughter, what's your, what, give me a success. Uh, and, uh, you know, she said, it's, it's really simply, she said, taking more time. I said, what do you mean? She said, on everything, everything. If I just stop and say, I'm going to take a few extra minutes on this one thing, whatever it is, mm. I'm going to be fine. I'm, I need to slow down. And that's the that's the one of the biggest fights that she deals with every day is just slowing down. Just take, mm -hmm. just, just take a minute. Take a minute to reflect. Take a minute. Wake up a little bit earlier. Set that alarm 10 minutes earlier. Give yourself the freedom to take more time. And I thought that was a really uh, that was a really sweet way to respond and very easy. It's not a huge yeah. huge success, but it's recognizing that when you do that one little thing, it uh, makes a difference. It makes it it makes a big difference. That's cool. That's cool. What Yay. do you got? Anything else? Are we done? I think so. I think we're done. Thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us. Thank you so much for joining the live stream for our Patreon members. Uh, and uh, a, a reminder, again, we're not going to be here next week or the weeks after, but we'll catch you uh, in August, first Tuesday in August. We'll have a show for you. Promise. We'll be here. But don't leave. We're going to be hanging out in the Facebook group. We're going to be hanging out uh, on Patreon. We're going we're gonna to find some, some things to talk about online. We just won't have podcasts. So, so don't unsubscribe. That's what I'm saying. Don't, un un yeah. don't unsubscribe. Right. Stick around. No. All right, everybody. Thank you for your time and attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. And we'll catch you next month right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>